Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Always feels good on Friday. Yep. Okay, uh, let's start here because there is a lot to tackle today. There's a lot going on. Yeah, obviously illegal immigration. You got the Hunter Biden stuff that is swallowing up the Biden campaign. You got Trump, his latest interview with Megyn Kelly. Um as far as where this Hunter Biden charges, the gun charges, the three felony charges, right? Yeah. Uh, boy, it was something the way legacy media is handling the story. As far as, you know, <laughs> I mean, here it was, the sweetheart deal, and now it's all because the Republicans yeah. are putting the pressure on. Yeah, no, no, it's because a judge said, hey, this is bull crap. You got to go back to the drawing board here. Yes. Like there there is absolutely no precedent for a felony gun charge what Hunter Biden was facing which is lying about drug use while obtaining and then possessing said firearm. There's no precedent on the books where a court has agreed to some sort of pretrial diversion when it comes to weighing that. You know, the judge was basically saying, "No, you either have to charge him or you don't." And Oh, but listen, you see, he was on drugs at the time. You know, and a lot of families yeah. across America have dealt with a family member that had some sort of drug addiction. You understand. Yeah, and you know what's happened to a lot of family members who's, who, who, are, who are on drugs? They go to prison when no. they break the law. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, this is just the story of a dad loving his son. Right. Golly, if I hear that one one more time. Yeah. Holy smokes. So Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, he says... That Hunter is only facing federal gun charges because of political pressure. Not all that surprising. He's the attorney. He's got to throw everything out there. Uh, he was on Good Morning America today. And I did think it was funny that little George Stephanopoulos straight up asked, was Hunter Biden on drugs when he bought the gun? Yeah, this is funny, man. Well, okay, look, if you're going to be specific, then be specific. If the form asks if you are a drug user on the day you buy a gun, that is an issue. If it says, have you ever used drugs, that's an issue, and that will be played out in court. So Again, no, I want to point out. But let me just stop you there. So you're saying that your, your defense is going to be that he was not a drug user on the day he signed the form? No, our defense has multiple parts to it. And the first is that there's a deal in place that should have prevented this. The second is that courts <laughs> are finding the statute unconstitutional. And the third, if it what? ever gets that far, and we don't believe it should, there'll be a defense on the facts of this case. Was Hunter Biden a drug user on the day he signed the form? I think that's something that if it ever gets that far, you and everybody else will see the evidence. Oh, Time out for a second. Okay, just, okay. I know there's a response there. Imagine... You're going to the doctor's office, and you got to fill out forms. And it asks, are you a smoker? And you're like, well, I'm early appointment. I got the 815. I haven't lit one up yet today. Nope, not me. Uh-uh, nope, not a smoker. Not today. Maybe later today, and certainly yesterday, and for, I don't know, the last 20 years, but so far, no. 
<laughs> what do you mean? Right, exactly. That exactly. Mean. That's a great point because it's true. Yeah. Well, you At know. that moment, are you a drug addict? <laughs> yeah. That second, that minute, when you walk out the door, do you snort a line? But right now, good. You drug user? Well, nah. Uh, well, not now. What, what's also amazing, though, is that his argument has to do, again, with the questionnaire that you fill out when you're yeah. purchasing a firearm from a, a firearms dealer. Yes. If he really wants to go down this road and fight that that is unconstitutional to ask, would it, I mean, it's within the realm of possibility. I'm not saying it's likely, but would it not be hilarious if Joe Biden's son's lawyer winds up taking this argument high enough that the Supreme Court rules background check questionnaires and therefore background checks in general are unconstitutional? Yes. Your gun control went too far. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> Wouldn't that be? Well, that yes. would be something. Yes. Man. And it is funny the way this conversation goes on. He's like, huh? And what is the evidence? <laughs> the evidence will be presented when and if there is a trial. It's not going to be, you know, pr somehow prelimed in this interview today or any other. What people should be focusing on is not what happened five years ago, but what happened in the last six weeks to change a diverted agreement into now a felony gun charge. And the only thing that's changed has been the political pressure put on by the Republicans in Congress wrong, and the media wrong that supports answer, them. Sir. No, that was because a judge said, I call BS, what well, exactly. is this? Exactly, that's yeah. a lie. That's a total lie. Of course it's a lie. Media that supports them. You, you said if this reaches a trial, do you think a plea deal is still possible? I think the case will be dismissed before a trial. Okay. All right. <laughs> Want to bet? What are the odds on that? Vegas taking odds on that one? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, more on that a little bit later. Uh, Bidenomics. The Democrats thought, you know what? We should really tout how well Joe's done just with the economy. Yeah. It hasn't gone so well. Yeah. Uh, by the way, did you know, I don't know if you saw this report that came out yesterday, that uh, car loan delinquencies have hit their highest point yeah. in a decade. Yeah, the repo business is booming. Yeah. So, obviously, Bidenomics is not working. Uh, well, I guess that makes sense. You look at the credit card debt. Oh, yeah. yeah. People can't pay their bills, man. No. Right. So Joe Biden was out there talking about Bidenomics yesterday and was bragging about, uh, uh, I guess, how well he's done. It doesn't make any sense to me. But um, he says, you know, I lifted that term, Bidenomics, from conservative media, pulled the old switcheroo on him. Okay, roll it. Well, they didn't mean it as a compliment at first. Mm -hmm. But now they're getting it. <laughs> oh, what? man. Creepy you, whisper again. David, did you include this piece of audio only yeah. for Scott because he loves the whisper so much? So, yeah, I did. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> What's Bidenomics? It's about investing, in, and I feel like I'm going I'm to try not to repeat some of what my colleagues have already said, but it's about investing in America, investing in America and investing in Americans, American people. It's about growing the economy from the middle out and the bottom up instead of the top down. Okay. Yeah, okay, blah, blah. Sure, whatever. You know, some people really thought his senility showed again, not just with him forgetting where he was and all that sort of stuff and saying some things that people thought were racist. But all of a sudden, it's like he starts yelling like he's mad. Yeah. yeah. With the whole, you know, prescription drug stuff. It was just pay somewhere between 20 and 40 percent less in those other countries. Same exact drug. Whoa, hey, hey. Made by the same exact company. <laughs> and then he lowered it. It's weird. And he, he uh, gets, like, his fists all on oh, his yeah. neck. What? 
Relax, bro. Same exact drug <laughs> made by the same exact company. That's oh. the other thing he'll do every once in a while is just he'd lose it. Like, for effect. No whisper. I, Not a joke. Not a joke. I just like the immediate switch in volume that I happens know. there. Yeah. It would only be better if he said, guess what? And then yelled. That would be even better. I'm waiting Sorry for Sorry for the guy running the soundboard. Right. Blew his head off yesterday with that one. It did. Um, okay, more reaction to the interview that Donald Trump did with Megyn Kelly. There was something that stuck out to you, David. Yeah, it really did. So uh, Trump was asked about the trans insanity going on in the country uh, during the interview with Megyn Kelly. And uh, Megyn Kelly specifically asked him about his statement several years ago uh, that he would be fine with Caitlyn Jenner using the women's restroom at Trump Tower. Matt Lauer, who was on the Today Show at the time, interviewed him and asked him, you know, would Caitlyn Jenner be allowed to use the restroom, the female restroom? And mm -hmm. he said, well, yeah, sure, why not? Um, obviously, a lot has changed since that time. Yeah. But here's what he said to Megyn Kelly about this. Okay. I may have allowed Caitlyn, Caitlyn's Caitlyn, right? Uh, I knew Caitlyn as Bruce. I knew Bruce, and, you know, Bruce was a great athlete and a very handsome person, very handsome <laughs> guy and all of a sudden Bruce is Caitlin I said what's this all about this was a brand new subject too just like uh, just like we talk about you know the pandemic was a subject that nobody knew anything about mm -hmm. nobody knew anything about it it was all uh, at the beginning it was such a small subject nobody really thought about it uh, but then with time you change and that I don't know if we need the total in-depth analysis of this but just a few points. I knew Caitlin as Bruce. Bruce. I knew Bruce. And, you know, Bruce was a great athlete. And? And a very handsome person. Very handsome. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was dashing. I don't know quite what he means by that, other than just making an observation. Or to say, usually it's someone that looks hideous right. that does this. Ah. You know, you're not quite sure. And all of a sudden, Bruce is Caitlin. I said, what's this all about? <laughs> That's that my is, favorite part. That, that is so great, because I, I think if you really do try to put yourself, especially around that time, and yes. you're hearing more and more about the trans stuff, and you're like, what is this? And, what's this all about? Right. That, that is, I, I immediately got transported back, like, yes. 10 years and, like, the first time I'm hearing about this becoming more and more of a mainstream thing. Right. And, and, like, not really knowing what to make of it. Like, yeah, it's freaking weird. But I never would have guessed that 10 years down the road there would be a conversation about, you know, whether or not it was okay to, you know, chop the breasts off of healthy children. Um, yes. That's how when crazy When people would got. talk about the slippery slope. You'd be like, okay, come on, man. It's not gonna it's not gonna go there. People aren't gonna put up with that. Oh my goodness. It, yes. usu it usually does, no matter if you're talking about economics, talking about things like that. I mean, the slippery slope does exist and it it get you get there. It is. I've apologized before. I, I've said it before, Scott. It was like ten years ago, and you talk about the slippery slope. I'm like, come on, that's ridiculous. I know. I'm it like, yeah, you were right, I was wrong. And there's something, you know, they hate Donald Trump, love Donald Trump, whatever the case. There's something extremely human about that guy. 
Because, like, a lot of us are like, what's going on here? We don't know what. I don't what's know. What's this all about? What is this all about? Yeah. What's this all about? <laughs> exactly. I mean, he kind of talks like we talk, you know? It's like, it's hey, true. people are standing around going, what is this all about? You know, Bruce Jenner's going to be Caitlin what? Well, during the all parts of that interview with Megyn Kelly, I'm laughing, you know, talking about the number of people coming across illegally. They, they bring in disease? Yeah. You know? What's this all about? <laughs> right. it was, we'll get to Perfect. all that. Yes. We'll get to a lot of that uh, coming up in a bit. Okay. Thumbs up to the Trumpster on that one. Uh, all right. Uh, something nothing. else to get to. Uh, Jamie Raskin claiming Republicans are in favor of crack addicts buying guns. <laughs> oh, Hilarious. And what's up with Christy Nome and Corey Lewandowski? Do you know those players? This is a, quite a story coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, can we fill in the blanks here? There is this story. I know Daily Mail had it, some other outlets. What is the deal, David, with the governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome, and Corey Lewandowski? Yeah, Corey Lewandowski, uh, longtime figure in, in Trump's circle. He was a uh, uh, campaign manager in 2015, 2016, then got fired uh, because of a lot of different allegations of abuse and Things like that got got back into the good graces because I think a lot of the allegations were very trumped up. Like, yeah. remember, there was a reporter for Breitbart who said that he assaulted her at a press event. And then we saw the video <laughs> yeah. and he, like, touched her arm. Yeah. Right? It's ridiculous. I mean, he didn't. Yeah. She was, like, breaking the media rope line area and he grabbed her arm, providing security. He's a former cop. Yeah. I mean, right. and, and anyway... But Media, you know, she shoved her to the ground. But some of the stories about Corey Lewandowski being a hothead and whatnot are true. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, well, apparently uh, he's been carrying on with an extramarital affair with Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota, for like years. When she said in 2021, that's a garbage rumor. There's yeah. nothing to that. But Daily Mail has gone through some. Uh, travel arrangements where they had taken trips together and apparently had talked with people saying, oh, yeah, they were they were fairly close. Oh, well, this is really interesting yeah. because, well, people have been saying she might be Trump's running mate. Yeah. And then the story is Lewandowski has been telling Trump she's got to be your running mate. Yeah, he's been pushing for it. Um, and. I, I will say this. I, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, it, it certainly seems like enough people in the know are saying, yeah, this has kind of been an open secret for a while. It's very disappointing mm. on the part of Christy Nome. Agreed. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. My only thinking is, okay, who really was pushing the tip? Who was leaking this to, 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 the, uh, to the media? My thought, first person that comes to mind is Carrie Lake. The, the woman who's running for uh, Arizona governor, who also very much wants to be Donald Trump's running mate in 2024. Is that being reported anywhere, or that's your hunch? That's just my, my gut reaction. Oh, okay. It's a good one, though. Yeah. Maybe Lewandowski just likes going to Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse, Wall Drug. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> okay. This is so odd to me.
And you, uh, you never can figure out. You never know the inner workings of relationships and all those different things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the pictures of Chrissy Noman, her husband, I mean, I don't know who that guy is. Decent-looking guy. You know, I know they got a family. I mean, if you're just looking as far as attractiveness as the dudes, the husband's better-looking guy than Lewandowski. Not that I'm judging all the time, but it's just kind of an odd thing. And then Lewandowski, he's married and he's got four kids. That's a bad look. Yeah. If, I don't know if he can, if Trump would choose her as a running mate with that going on. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, Trump has certainly been accused of some uh, nefarious things as well, as far as extramarital affairs are concerned. But, you know, I don't yeah, know. I he... know, but I mean, he wasn't taking any of them out on the campaign trail with him. Oh, that's true. I mean, if that's going to yeah. be Christy Noman Lewandowski, that's, that's a bad look. Yeah, it is a bad look. Oh, they just like to stay in the room and watch TV. We learned that, didn't we? Oh, boy. Is that, the, is that the story? Well, that's what What's-Her-Name said, right? Oh. Well, he also had that relationship with uh, Hope Hicks. Oh, Hope Hicks. White House aide. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm looking at, like, the body of work here with Corey Lewandowski, and he's like the Pete Davidson of politics, politics. isn't he? Yes. Got some, I don't know, some sort of skill that we can't see. Who knows? All right, more on that later. Wh- who? Is it Jamie Raskin? Yeah. Can he go away? No, he can't because he has to be a, a hatchet man for the uh, administration. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he he's one of the Democrats who doesn't really know what to do with the news that Hunter Biden has been indicted now for felony gun charges. Um, so instead, he's just making things up. This is what he said on CNN. Okay. You know, I know there's some jubilation and celebration among uh, my GOP colleagues. Um, and no, people know. just want justice. Moron. And, you know, that, that's fine if that's their feeling. Um, it's a bit ironic to me, given that I think if almost anybody else in the country were charged with those gun charges, they would be calling for Second Amendment rallies all over the country. Uh, no. No. I don't know anybody that would be doing that. There, there's nobody who's out there saying, yes, crackheads should be able to get guns. No. I mean, your key is he's making things up, and he is. Yeah, he yeah is. of course. He's making stuff up now. That's what he does. You know what we got to get to? What Biden said yesterday. Some people are saying, man, this yeah. is just the latest in a long line of racist comments from Joe Biden. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get your thoughts on that. Coming up in just a few. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. The Gen Xer. The Millennial David Van Camp. The Sexy Boomer. Yeah. Scott Robbins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did the president say something racist yesterday? Yes. Well, well, I mean, this is the problem when you got a guy who is barely literate and senile, is that things come out sounding awkward and weird and a little bit racist. Uh, Joe Biden was trying to sell the magic of Bidenomics. And, well, this is what he said. <laughs> I like that. This is what he said. We not only recovered all the jobs we lost during the pandemic, we've added millions more. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, the workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment rate in 70 years for women now. Golly dang, man. I I think he missed a a comma there and added a you know. So it's supposed to be African-Americans, Hispanics, and then continuing to list people with people without high school diplomas and women that's not the way it came out that is not the way it came out. no it did not 
Well, we know how he thinks already when he's not on script. So maybe it just took over. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want they don't know quite what to do. They just don't know what to do. That's because they lack a high school education. Well, yeah. And I mean, he was out there several years ago saying it was basically a miracle of humanity to have a black guy in politics who knew how to shower. The storybook. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American who was articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. He can speak English, clearly. Golly. Smells decent. Yeah. Clean. Storybook, man. It's a miracle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. And I'm continuing that hope by giving you uneducated people jobs. No, 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 no. He just misspoke there. Right. (laughs) No, that's what, I mean, David set it up. The spin doctors will spin it exactly that way, I'm sure. Of course. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things where I do think that was a slip of, of the tongue or just him not being able to read properly. But I also get it if he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt at all. No. Because he is a racist. Yeah. Yes. You ain't black. Oh, I know. You don't vote for me. I know. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Words. Yes. That'll help them. They just need help with parenting. Good hearts just don't know what to do. In, In his mind, you know, black people just grunt at their children. Yeah. No words. Get on the record player. Okay. Sure, whatever. <laughs> that was funny because uh, Biden got brought up in the uh, interview with Megyn Kelly that Donald oh, yeah. Trump did. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have his response, David. Yeah, well, he, he started talking about Joe Biden. The context is initially the relentless string of prosecutions that he's facing right now. Yeah. These aren't indictments. These are Biden indictments. This is, an, this is a guy that is grossly incompetent. I don't even believe it's him. It's the people, the fascists that surround him. Because I don't believe he's smart enough to do this, if you want to know the truth. Do you think he goes the distance? Do you think he actually will be the Democratic I don't. I can't imagine. I watched him yesterday. Uh, He couldn't put two sentences together. I can't imagine. I mean, look, Washington Post came out today. He shouldn't do it. And it's not an age thing. It's a competence thing. He can't talk. He can't talk. <laughs> it's his delivery, dude. I know. The Trump is just killing with that. He can't talk. Right. <laughs> it's like, how do I summarize what it is that I'm thinking right now? All right, he can't talk, and that's true. The guy it can't talk. True. No. No, he can't. Wow. Okay, I know we got a lot to get get to today. <laughs> you could stay on that for a while, man. The whole thing where you can't. This talk. is the United States of America, for God's sake. <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, imagine if. Starting the tractor. Yep. <laughs> he can't talk. <laughs> he can't, well, again, an every man approach, right? There you go. He yes. can't talk. It's true. No one. Not done. Not, the history books will know. Of we, all the greatest hits we get from Joe Biden, that one I get the most requests for, by the way, from our social media. Can you guys play not to not? Everybody spells it differently, but I know what they mean. True and international depression. That's the second one. (laughs) 
All right, man. I know. We got to move on. Uh, it's that time of the show. Going around the table may not be the biggest story out there today, but it certainly caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Well, this has to do with the uh, indictment of Hunter Biden on okay. felony gun charges. Democrats are kind of all over the place right now with this because they don't know what to do with it. Uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, you should be the mayor of Atlanta, is now working in the administration in some capacity. What is she, like community engagement or something like that? Yeah, some bogus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, failed upward. Uh, so she reacted to the news that Hunter Biden has been indicted for illegally purchasing and possessing a firearm while on crack cocaine. Uh, and she says, quote, can anyone tell me how many people have been federally indicted for purchasing a gun while dealing with substance abuse issues? I don't know the answer, but in my over 29 years as an attorney, I have never heard of it. Then you're a crappy attorney. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> because it just happened in a very high-profile case in Virginia. where I'm, And I know it's like people, you know, I, I bring this up all the time in this context. Yep. It just happened. The mother of the six-year-old that took his mom's gun and shot his teacher a few months ago. Yes. The mother was uh, uh, reached a plea deal with the Justice Department for this exact crime because she was smoking weed at the time she bought that gun legally. And she's facing upwards of two years in prison for it. So, yeah, it does happen. Well, and, you know, I think Joe Biden made the point that if social workers could have got in there, they would have helped because she had a good heart. She just didn't know what to do with leaving right. that gun out. If they could have had the social workers, they would have helped. Oh, but yeah. Urgh. They'd have been listening to records instead of messing with guns. Yes. yes. Figuring out words. Uh-huh. Got okay. it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. All right. What's your story today, Scott? Uh, my story involves Burning Man this past year. It was an unmitigated disaster because of some rain that fell in the desert. Yeah. Well, uh, now every mainstream media outlet or far left outlet is printing or saying things that this was caused by climate change. Oh, Science wasn't it like an act of God that some of those hippies needed a shower. Shush. Science writer for the uh, New Yorker, guy named Matthew Hudson, said climate change could be an existential risk to Burning Man. <laughs> Logistically, financially, <laughs> ethically, that thing David in the desert might might become untenable. He said, "The mainstream media is under the impression that desert and rain never appear in the same <laughs> sentence. They do, they do." Washington Post tells that this is a teachable moment for all of us about climate change. I had the headline the day after. Was that from Vox or was it Vice? I can't remember. Climate change has come for Burning Man. Yeah, that was one. Of it's them. it's crazy. It does rain in the desert, by the way. Yeah, it's been known to. Ask anybody who lives in Tucson, Arizona. They oh. know. And a lot of times, uh, when it does rain, I mean, there's a whole term for it, arroyo. It, it, when it does rain, it rains a lot and all at once, and flooding happens, washouts happen. Yes, it's called arroyo. Arroyo, it's one word, A-R-R-O-Y-O. Arroyo. A quick question. When you hear that word, first thing you think of, Scott? A baseball player? Bronson? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I'm like, you're thinking the same thing I am. Yeah. yeah. Or AOC's grandpa. 
Was he the pitcher that A-Rod tried to slap the ball out of his hand? Arroyo, yes. I thought it was. Who's covering first base? Okay. Yeah. I thought that was back in my brain somewhere. <laughs> okay, we'll get off this. But there was the greatest picture ever that somebody did of A-Rod when he's trying to slap the ball out of his hand. Yeah. In the other hand, he had a purse he was carrying. <laughs> that was one, that funny. one of the greatest memes ever. You know what caused that, by the way? What's what? that change? Yeah, of course, of course it did. It did. Yeah. Hey, hold on a second before I get to my story. Because you can fact check this fast, uh, David. Bronson Arroyo. He's a white dude. I think he I think he did dreads for a little while. He and I think it was the early aughts. If he would have done that 10 years later, it would have been cultural appropriation. Oh, yeah, he had but, the cornrows. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. You Man, you are on the Bronson Arroyo train here. Yes. If he just would have waited 10 years, man, he would have been called a racist. I can guarantee you the Bronson Arroyo's name will not come up on any nope. other talk show in America today. No, yeah, but probably this not. One, that's why you listen. Uh, for my story today. It's the new vaccine. Oh, no. What? Is anybody going to do this? That's a good question. It's approved, you know. Of course it is. Marty McCary, expert, Johns Hopkins. Yeah. Okay, he's been honest about the vaccines. Well, he was demonized, but he was right. Um, He put this out on social media yesterday because he puts it in very simple terms, but... It's true, and you can easily understand it. I said, what if I told you one in 50 people who took a new medication had a medically attended adverse event, and the manufacturer refused to disclose what the complication was? Would you take it? No. There's no way in hell. And what if the theoretical benefit only lasted for a three-month window, after which time the benefit is gone? and that the FDA cleared it without any human outcomes data, would you take it? No. And that the European regulators are not universally recommending the same medication for everyone as the CDC is? And that doctors Ashish Jha and Mandy Cohen are making unsupported claims that it reduces hospitalizations, long COVID, and makes you less likely to spread COVID? That's the new vaccine. FDA or Moderna, I can't tell the difference sometimes, should disclose the details of the clinical trial complication rather than keeping it a secret. And yes. And who's reporting on that? Yeah, that, that that's a great piece, by the way. I mean, and he's absolutely right. He opens it with the, with the perfect question. You wouldn't take it. No, of course not. We'd never do it. And there's no employer in the world that would force you to take it with those kind of odds. They wouldn't. Of the 50 study participants, one got a medically attended adverse event related to the vax, 2%. What? But you can't outweigh the benefit. It's just crazy to me. I know. But I just don't see that out there very much. And again, if you're otherwise healthy, what is the benefit? We're just supposed to take people's word for it? Well, you're not going to spread it as much. Right. I thought that was debunked. Yeah, it is. It has been. Yes. Yeah. It's wild, man. Okay, much more to get to. Um, but, you know, a lot of big American cities have a lot of problems with illegal immigration, with crime. And we've seen businesses leave those places. Chicago Mayor says, let's raise taxes on businesses. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. 
the AOC story. Do we have that now? Should we wait on that? Uh, yeah, we we can we can get it done here. Um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and a couple of other New York Democrats had a uh, press conference today where they were talking about the migrant crisis because in New York City, it is uh, you know they've reached their tipping point or whatever. I mean, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what Texas has had to deal with, what Arizona has had to deal with, what California, all, all the border states. Yeah. Mexico, yeah. Um, and uh, now they're saying, well, look, what we got to do is actually incentivize them more to come to New York. And basically, we just need to uh, uh, let them work legally and provide more funding to support them as they've come here. No, 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 no. Get them out. And a lot of uh, uh, New Yorkers are very unhappy with 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 what the Democrat contingent there is saying, and they were letting AOC know it. Wow! And do you have the audio? Yeah, I do. Consensus okay. here across geography and states on increased federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue. The second is to allow for work authorizations so that folks in here can get to work and start supporting themselves as soon as possible. And the third is extension of temporary protected status for Venezuelans who are the largest population that are arriving here. So with that, we thank you all. And ready to wrap up? Well, the American dream will not be bullied into submission today. We will continue to fight for the American dream. Uh, there are a lot of people who oh, are... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the American dream, dude? I know. There are a lot of people who are already living in America who would like to attain the American dream. And you're opening up the door to people who are not here legally. They broke the law to get in. Do you get it? Yeah. Wow. All right, all right. Listen, all right. Listen, listen. Okay, listen. Man, yeah, people have had it. Well, start voting that way. Well, okay? it's easy start when you start freaking are voting that talking way. Talking that way when you're not affected, but when it comes to your neighborhood, then all of a sudden you're like, "Hey." Well, hopefully they'll vote accordingly then. I mean, that's my hope. In these cities that are tired of it, and I get it. I'm tired of it too. Speaking of which, update from Chicago. Yeah, David. here we go again. Oh, yeah. Uh Mayor Brandon Johnson has introduced uh what is being described as much anticipated legislation that would raise taxes on real estate transfers for properties that are sold for more than a million dollars. So if you sell for between one and $1.5 million, your taxes will rise by nearly 167% on the portion over a million. Good golly. Why would I stay? It's like, yeah, you kind of need the people who have the means to leave but haven't yet. You need to incentivize them to stay. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're not doing that anymore. This is not difficult to figure out. It's Dopey. not. But this is their solution to everything. Tax higher, spend more money. That's, that's the solution. Well, and then there's so many different effects that I think a lot of people don't think about. Well, you look at Illinois and New York and California. Yeah. Well, yeah. People are leaving in droves. Yes. Right? And then people say, okay, you're going to make a doctor's appointment. There's something wrong. You need to see a specialist. You have to wait for months. Oh, yeah. Because there's a shortage of people because they all moved out of the state. Right. They left. Gone. I'm not, I'm not hanging around. It's wild, right. man. Yeah. <laughs> Raise taxes on the businesses. Sure. Sure. Makes sense. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, this Hunter Biden story, <laughs> I was really interested to see how media was going to treat it more than the actual charges themselves. Um, and a lot of it's just predictable. And sometimes you think, you know, there's certain terminology that's so worn out, they're not going to go back to Republicans pounce, are they? Of course not. Well, why wouldn't they? It's a, it's a classic. <laughs> it is a classic. You know, in 1976, you wouldn't have told Led Zeppelin to not play Stairway to Heaven. I guess this is their stairway. I mean, yes. come on. Uh, yeah, so Hunter Biden obviously been indicted for illegally purchasing a firearm in 2018. And here's part of the coverage from the Today Show featuring Kristen Welker, new moderator of the flagship Sunday program, Media <laughs> Press. Yes, and just as much of a hack as Chuck. How are Republicans reacting? Because they didn't like the plea deal. What do they think of these charges? It's so interesting, Savannah. They are pouncing on exactly what you're saying. The fact that this relates to gun charges. They're saying, where is the link to President Biden? Of course, they've launched this impeachment inquiry on Capitol Hill to determine if there's any link between Hunter Biden and President Biden's. Time out. Because this could be accurate, and I just haven't heard it. Have Republicans been saying, where's the link to Joe on this? With the guns. No, I, I think I think what she's getting at is Republicans have been saying, hey, what about the other stuff that could link him to Joe? Well, yeah, but they know the Department of Justice isn't ever going to uncover that. They don't want to, and it's going to take the House Republicans to do it. So that is just a misleading take. Which, again, you shouldn't be surprised. Business dealing so far, no evidence of that, but that's... Really oh, yes, and no evidence. No, that's another one. That's the second cut, yeah. Okay. Pouncing and no evidence. How many pieces of evidence do you want? The bank records? The shell companies? The emails? The texts? No evidence. Just another freaking liar. Of that, but that's really what they're seizing on. Politically, this seizing. is a challenge There's for the president. One. Yes. Not the headline the White House wants to see, certainly because they thought this was going to go away over the summer. And it does wind up potentially being a boon for former President Trump, who also echoed what we heard from Republicans. Where are the other charges? So we'll have to see if more come. Yeah. It is. It's like Kristen Welker was under the tutelage of Chuck Todd, and it's hackers teaching hackers how to hack. It never ends. Well, who better than him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the professor <laughs> of hackery. <laughs> oh, yes, he's sitting back smiling. Yes, yeah. pounce. Yes. Very good. Well done. No evidence. You got to throw evidence and pounce in there. Yeah, yes. That was good. All right. Only thing missing was good dad. Really, this is a story of a dad loving his Love son, son. Yeah, through, through hard times. Right. Yes. That's all it is. Now, as far as that evidence, this was great when Kevin McCarthy <laughs> actually had a little back and forth with a reporter, David. Yeah. So the reporter had said something like there was no evidence. And Kevin McCarthy turns around and says, what do you mean no evidence? So that he runs through the laundry list of examples that do actually tie Joe Biden to whatever it was that Hunter Biden was doing around the world. 
Yes. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Do you believe the president lied to the American public when he said he'd never talked to his son about business dealings? Yes or no? It's all right. I can't answer that. You, you can't answer that? Do you believe when they say... Why can't they answer it? No. AI hasn't totally taken over, right? You're a human. You can't answer the freaking question. Come on. believe when they said the president went on conference calls? Do you believe that happened? That's what the testimony says. Okay. Yeah. Do you believe the president went to Cafe Milano and had dinner with the, with the clients of Hunter Biden, who believes he got those clients because he was selling the brand? That's what the testimony says. Okay. Do you believe Hunter Biden, when you saw the video of him driving a Porsche, that he got $143,000 to buy that Porsche the next day? Do you believe the $3 million from the Russian oligarch that was transferred to the shell companies that the Bidens controlled after the dinner from Cafe Milano took place? For the testimony. Okay, then I go back. Do you think the president lied? That's not what the testimony says. That's what the bank records say. Yeah. That's the evidence. Right. Good point. Just forced her into a corner. There were some people critical of him. So he was badgering her. Oh, please. Yeah, not Stop it with that. that. Yeah, go to your cli- cry closet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Weak nut. So the testimony. Okay, then I go back. Do you think the president lied? That he, when but he is said, that an impeachable? Is lying an impeachable? Well, you, want, you want to know. I'm not saying impeachment. All I'm saying is I would like to know answers to these questions. The American public ought to know. And that's what impeachment inquiry provides. Okay, can we review this real quick? How the goalposts move constantly yeah. with media? And I don't have it all in front of me, but at first it was he never spoke to his son. Yeah, never spoke with his son. And then when there's evidence that was true, then what was it? Well, they were just talking about the weather. Okay. Uh, and there's no evidence. What about the bank records? Well, I mean, that... that there's that, no solid proof right. that Joe benefited. Yeah, right. Or that, that, that any money was exchanged. No, we got the shell companies with all the Biden family. But there's no solid evidence Joe actually benefit it okay but then you go back to like what kevin mccarthy said right the initial story that joe biden gave was that he never talked to his son about any business dealings that is false yes. well is lying really impeachable though that's the but this is the thing that drives you crazy in life this never works i mean think of it this way okay um We'll go with a hypothetical. I'm thinking off the top of my head. This might not be great, but maybe. You got a guy and his girlfriend. His girlfriend says, hey, I I think you cheated on me with that, that other girl. Make up a girl's name, Scott. Susie. With Susie. Listen, I've never talked to Susie in my life. I've never even had communications with her. All of a sudden, the girlfriend says, hey. I got this picture sent to me from a friend. It's you and Susie. Obviously, they're talking. Uh, Is it wrong for me to talk to a woman? Huh? I'm telling you, I didn't have any sort of affair with her. No. Wait a second. My friend has a text message between you and Susie where you're talking about getting together later in the evening. You have no solid proof that I slept with anyone. Wait a second. I just went through your phone, and there's naked pictures of Susie. 
Just because she sent me something doesn't mean I did anything. I didn't sleep with her. I didn't ask for her to. She just did. And in this scenario, with the whole Biden family crime drama, we're supposed to just say, yep, okay, nothing there. You're right. Yeah. That's a joke. Called gaslighting, my friends. Well, it's all we don't there. know that Joe benefited. Sure, his yeah. family got over $20 million. Why does your phone smell like patchouli? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The text from Susie said, I can't wait to have sex with you again. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, she dreamed it. I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay. All right. Moving on. Is that a bad analogy there, David? You no, look at I think almost. I think it's good. It, it does kind of remind me though of uh, an old uh, Chappelle show sketch, where Dave Chappelle is casting doubt on whether or not R. Kelly did what R. Kelly did, and it was a joke because I he feel was, bad because I've never seen that sketch. Yeah. He, it, so it was a joke because he was saying, "Yeah, there are some guys I'll just stick up for because <laughs> I like his music." And it's like, okay. <laughs> So he's supposed to be like a potential juror in the trial. And it's like, okay, but we have video evidence of him, you know, urinating on an underage girl. <laughs> what would it take for you to believe that this is true? Well, I would need her to be holding up two forms of government ID, today's newspaper, three or four of my buddies watching, and then my grandmother also uh, there in attendance as well, telling me that this yes. happened. Yes. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. They just want to stick up for him. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, more from the interview. Megyn Kelly, Donald Trump. What did you think of the interview, by the way, David? I, I thought it was interesting. This is everything I was hoping the Tucker thing would be. Yeah. Uh, the, the Tucker interview with, I went back and watched it. It was very disappointing. What did you uh, think of it, Scott, with Megyn Kelly? I liked it. I mean, what I saw, I like yeah. her. Um, she's fearless. I like that about her. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, I, I think. She was trying to, you know, actually get him to answer some things. Yeah. And when he would fight it, she would kind of stick on it. That's kind of what you want to see mm -hmm. with anybody. Yeah. Um, but this was an interesting topic that came up. Yeah, well, Trump was asked about the trans insanity going on in the country. Um, and this part, I texted you about this earlier today, Jamie. Some of the people who are the most vocal DeSantis supporters online Mm -hmm. are sharing a very heavily edited version of this answer, and it's driving me freaking crazy. Okay. Because they're doing exactly what the left has done to Trump for years. Wow. Which is you take a few seconds of an answer to a question, and you say, he can't tell you whether or not a man can be a woman. Well, that's actually not true, because the, the question is, can a man become a woman? Okay. All right, roll it. Can a man become a woman? Um, <laughs> in my opinion, you have a man, you have a woman. I, I, I think, I think part of it is birth. Can the man give birth? No, no. Although they'll come up with some answer to that also. Someday <laughs> I heard just the other day, they have a way that now the man can give birth. No, I would say, uh, uh, I'll continue my stance on that. Okay. How did they edit it? Well, they, I heard I heard most all of the interview, but there was that there was like, I don't know, maybe a 10 minute part in the middle that I didn't hear. And that was it. They cut it after the um, and then the first few seconds of his answer. So I actually went back to the interview because I'm like, well, wait a minute. It looks like he's about to say more. And then he's right. like, yeah, then you talk about birth. It's from birth. And I'm like, what do you mean from birth? And then he's talking about actually giving birth, you know, yeah. like obviously men can't give birth. Right. So they're saying, oh, he's a wishy-washy answer, and oh, you know, a Republican should be able to say 
you know, unequivocally that a man can't become a, a woman and all this. And I'm like, he did say that. I, I don't, I don't know. It just seems cheap to me. Yeah, that's weak. And I'm trying to think where I saw it. I can dig it up if you want me to. Uh, maybe you saw it. It was DeSantis refuting something Trump said in that interview. And the way DeSantis held, handled himself, I thought, was appropriate and good. But that was just him talking. Yeah. Which is different than a campaign putting something out yeah. there that's edited. Well, and I know all the campaigns do this. It's sickening to me. Yeah, and I, I want to be clear. I don't think it, I didn't see anything from the DeSantis campaign itself. It was the oh, okay the sort of unofficial, semi-official right. surrogates. Got it. And I'll tell you, man, if you live online, the people who are representing DeSantis and Trump online are some of the worst people on the planet, and they are it, doing more damage to their preferred candidate than anybody else. Yeah, it makes the whole thing look bad. You know, yeah, I hate when you are trying to fool people into making them believe someone said something that they actually didn't say. It happens all the time. I'm with you, man. That's absolute garbage. By the way, um, and, I, and <laughs> I know inflation's bad, but when you see that headline that says Subway is now selling three-inch subs thanks to inflation. Three-inch subs? <laughs> What? You're outraged, right? I, I am. Okay. It is because of inflation. It's not happening in the United States yet. Okay. It is happening in Pakistan. But people are wondering if it's going to happen because the reason it's happening in Pakistan is because of inflation. They just can't afford it. We're going to have to go with the three-inch subs. Can't do the six. Three dollars the 12. Three-dollar three-inch. Is that what we're going with now? No more five-dollar footlongs? David, don't. <laughs> He wants to. But that might be coming to the United States. You're not quite sure. Yeah. All right. Where do you get to? Uh, <laughs> sex change procedures. Uh, it's just madness out there coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Just a few minutes ago, we were talking about Ron DeSantis responding to the interview that Trump did with Megyn Kelly. And what he was responding to was when Trump said, that DeSantis was a big fan of Fauci and said, we don't do anything without Fauci. Fauci's great. And Megyn Kelly said, but he didn't listen to Fauci. And Trump said, oh, yes, he did. He 100% did. Said he shut down Florida for a month. He said he shut it down longer than some of the other governors when he didn't have to. He shut down the roads. He shut down a hospital. He also had long lines of people getting the jab. Let's all get the jab, DeSantis said. The guy tried to change history in Florida. That's what Trump said to Megyn Kelly about Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. And then DeSantis was asked about it and said this. Well, first, I think it's important to say that that is different from what Donald Trump used to say. I mean, he used to praise Florida for having been open. He used to say I was one of the country's great governors. Uh, he said we handled COVID correctly and brilliantly. So he used to say that he was on record always saying that. Uh, now, because I'm a threat to him, that's when he's now changing his tune. But the, some of the things he's saying are just bold-faced lies. We never mandated MNRA COVID shots. In fact, I called a special session of the Florida legislature to prevent any mandates in the state, and not just by the state government or local government. We provided protections for employees at private businesses, which a lot of establishment Republicans basically were saying businesses should be able to do whatever they want. Christy Nomes. Okay, so that was just his response there. Yeah. 
which I think is fine. You know, I like a lot of well, people have already picked sides. I'm sitting here going, yeah. okay, how are they going to handle? Yeah. You, I mean, you know what to expect from Trump. We've seen it for eight years. There's a little revisionist history going on there, though. Sure. You know. Yes. Absolutely. I just went fair. I mean, if you're going to criticize him, be fair about it. Well, he's going to come back. Well, the one thing, and I don't have it right here, but I know you guys listened to the interview. Trump seriously seems like he was ticked off DeSantis ran at all because he thought it was disloyal. Oh, yeah. I think he is really obviously very angry about that. Yeah. It brought it up again. That's disloyal. You know. Yeah. Then he can absolutely have that take. I don't know that everyone does. But he's right when it's not even close right now. He's in the 60s. And DeSantis, I mean, it's down to like 13 yeah. in some of the polls. And you don't want to say, well, it's completely over. And I know even a couple of months ago, we were saying, hey, it's early. We haven't even had a debate yet. And now here we're sitting before the second debate. And in my mind, if I'm to be honest, I'm thinking it's over. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Yeah. You are too. Yeah. David? Um. No, I don't think it's over, but, I mean, yeah, it looks like Trump will be the nominee. Yeah. I suppose a lot of things can happen, but... Uh, well, yeah, yeah, a lot can happen. But I don't see it. We'll see. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day. Uh, biggest story of the day is the uh, fallout, at least in my opinion, from the um, indictment of Hunter Biden over the gun charges and what it means moving forward. And, you know, is there another shoe that's going to drop with Hunter Biden's legal troubles? And by which I mean, are we going to start learning more and more about what Hunter Biden was doing with his international business? Yeah, we'll see about that. And, you know, we were wondering how the media would treat all of this. And as far as, you know, uh, is it really starting to turn now and the Democratic machine and the media going to turn on Biden? Did you hear what happened on CNN? Them going after Biden? No. Oh, buddy, we got to get to that, too. Wow. All coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Gen Xer, a millennial, and a sexy boomer trying to figure out what the heck is going on. It's a crazy world. Um, let's start here. Let's start with Hunter Biden's lawyer before we get to CNN turning on Joe Biden. All right. This is some audio you're going to enjoy here in a sec. Yeah. Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, was on CNN last night and was asked about polling that shows most Americans believe Joe Biden was involved in Hunter's business. And there's an interesting little uh, head fake, I think, at least in the statement that comes out of the lawyer's mouth. Oh. All right, see if we can catch this, Robbins. Roll it. Can you categorically say that the president of the United States was not involved in those business dealings and did not profit from any of them? What I can say categorically is that the president has spoken to this issue and his spokespeople have, and they're the best people to do that. From our side of the equation, I can tell you that Hunter did not share his business with his dad. I can tell you that he did not share money from his businesses with his dad. And as the evidence out there his dad, like all good parents, tried to help Hunter when Hunter needed that help. And if the facts matter, you can take a poll last week, you can take a poll next week. But when the facts come out, and I hope they do, they will see 
whoever has made that allegation, that it is baseless. But it does show you if the Republicans yell loud enough, at some point it actually cracks through and people believe it. <laughs> now, now, the head fake to me is when he says Hunter didn't give his business proceedings to Joe. Because it was Joe's business. Hunter That's was the way just I the, think of it. Was just the guy Talk who closed the deal. Wordsmithing, semantics, it's just... It's so gross. It's they, changing they the this language. Crap, this good dad stuff again, too. To fool people. It's, it's another form of lying. Just such garbage. It is garbage. Golly. Um, Head fake. Hell, I left my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that was... Well, we were all wondering, is this it for Joe? Like, it's been disastrous. Whenever he speaks, he's clearly losing his marbles, man. And people are thinking he's not going to make it. You've got all this piling up with Hunter, and you got the impeachment inquiry. The House Republicans are going to find out more and more. They've already got the bank records, the shell companies, all that stuff. So the media starts to turn. And I happened to see this shared last night, and it was CNN. And it was your old girl from CNN. Gosh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Brianna Keeler? Yes. Yeah. Your old girl. Well, that was David's girl until oh, about I, I 2017, know. and then he'd had enough. Yeah, he, yeah. well, kick, again, kicked her to the curb. It was yeah. one of those things where I didn't leave her. She left me, and uh, our, our our souls just parted ways. It was Yeah, it was a tough run that you had going mm -hmm. on there. It was Demi Lovato and her and whatever. Yeah. Okay. So she throws it to, and I forget this dude's name, one of their hacks that comes in and gives, you know, you know, his whole take on things. And he's talking about all the times that Biden's lying. Joe. It was almost surprising to see this actually on CNN. Roll this. And he has done, I don't know if it's similar things, but he's sort of told some stories that don't line up quite like this before. Yeah, this president has a, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with, who was actually deceased at the time the conversation would have had to take place. And that's Is not it just me because I don't watch CNN that much, but I don't remember them talking about a lot of yeah, this stuff at the no. time. Yeah, that's Daniel Dale, who um, basically puts in a fact check a month uh, on Joe Biden and then spends the rest of his time fact checking like Tucker Carlson or whatever. Okay. So he's doing Dale things at the yes. other points in time. All right. He goes on here. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones, in, in my view. Uh, previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he'd been arrested during a civil rights protest when, in other versions of the story, he just said an officer had taken him home uh, from a protest. He said he had visited the, the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshippers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In fact, he had actually spoken to the rabbi uh, but, never, but never went. Um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others, too. Uh, he said at one point, Republicans like to bring this up, he said that he used to drive a tractor trailer, he used to drive an 18 
18 wheeler. Never happened. The White House later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a as a job briefly. School bus, of course, not an 18 wheeler. So whatever his intentions, whether it's you know foggy memory about stuff that's going on decades ago or deliberate embellishment, this is an unfortunate pattern that keeps coming up again and again with Joe Biden. What you're failing to mention also is in 1988, people predicted his career was going to be over because he was ripping off other people's work. Yeah. Yeah. He was caught. Yeah, he's a liar. I mean, that it's not it's not misremembering or embellishing. The guy has a long history of lying about yes. his biography. Well, the plagiarism was a scandal, and most people don't even remember it. But it certainly happened. But he, he gets caught on and called on it and still does it. He's done the train conductor story 80 times. Oh, yeah. And, and everybody knows that's complete garbage. It's not true. You know, and you wonder. Joey did, baby. Did, <laughs> yeah. He, he also said that his son, Bo, he said this twice. Yeah. Died in Iraq. Yep. To yep. me, that's the most reprehensible lie that he's told. I would agree. Well, let's and we start with the, again with the fire at his place. Oh yeah, it was a minor I mean, kitchen fire that somehow has... comparing that to nine eleven and you know, I think he just lied again yesterday talking about teaching a class. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he said did. He, yeah, he taught a class. He was a uh, political theory professor. No, he got a million dollars from the university <laughs> to be a like honorary professor as part of their deal of setting up you know an office there. Right. But he never taught a class. No. But he said he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, no one, not, not, the history books will note it. He was teaching nothing. He's good at it. Okay. I think he tells on. it so many times. You know, that's, yeah. that's one of those cases in psychology. You say it so many times, you actually believe it yourself. Maybe. I mean, it's the old George yeah. Costanza line. It's not a lie if you believe it's true. You don't know. With this guy, you again... I know. God, you would think the house fire was, you know. I know. Beaming through. It took 12 hours and 16 different, you know, <laughs> uh, firemen to put it out. Yes. I mean, I mean uh, imagine if. Okay. Uh, Let's get to the Trump starting. interview with yep. Megyn Kelly. All right. Uh, what was the other topic that you want to bring up from that interview, David? Oh, well, Trump was asked about all the trans nonsense that's happening right now, uh, oh, specifically yeah. about kids. And Megyn Kelly, and, and she admitted, she's like, like a lot of us, your opinion on this issue has changed because the stakes have changed dramatically. You know, we're not talking about whether or not Caitlyn Jenner can go use the women's restroom at Trump Tower. You're talking right. about people absolutely convinced that the only way to help confused kids is to mangle their genitals. I mean, Roll it. I'm so against it. First of all, many of them, I heard like 62%, when they grow up, when they're older, they're saying, who did this to me? Why did you do this to me? Second of all, the parents have to make the decision. You know, they're trying to give it to school boards and schools and things to make a decision. It's unbelievable to think, you know, I talk about, no, I'm not, you know, I know what he means. He was rolling. Yeah. To think, you know, I talk about mutilation sometimes in my speeches. We will stop the mutilation of children. And then I'll stop and I'll say to the people in the audience, I'll say, can you imagine that I'm talking about we're going to stop mutilation of children? Yeah. But that's what it is. It's the mutilation of children. And we will stop the mutilation of children. Ten years ago, 
you wouldn't even, nobody would ever to think think of it. Who would have to say a thing like that? Yeah. You'd think it would be automatic. Would you, so would you be in favor of a ban then on puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for minors? I, th I think yes, 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 yep. I would. Yeah. Of course, that will be controversial. I mean, the most interesting he says lot. that, though, 10 years ago, yeah. I mean, the fact that you were even talking about banning it. Yes, as it's, we talk about all the time, you never would have guessed this no, would be a thing, man. No. And I don't know if, to me, it's like this combination. You have people that honestly believe it, and they have issues, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Or it's people that are profiting off of it because it's a massive amount of money. I mean, when you find out about Vanderbilt, when Matt Walsh did his whole thing with Daily Wire, how lucrative it is, and these clinics popping up all across the United States. I mean, people have a financial stake in it. They're going to fight it now. That this, oh, kids are going to kill themselves if you don't do this, if you don't give them the puberty blockers. Because remember that one doctor at Vanderbilt saying, you've got basically a patient for life. they got to keep coming back again and again and again for the treatments. And I don't even want to get into no. how bad it is. No. Ugh. All right, we got to move on. we got to get to this other piece of audio that you said might be your favorite of the day, David. Oh, yeah. So uh, Multnomah County in Oregon, that's where Portland is, and uh, for those who aren't familiar, um, they have, you know, turned over the couch cushions and decided that they have millions of dollars that they have not spent that's supposed to go to helping homeless people. And so there was a hearing about, uh, I guess how they're going to spend it. Okay. Because apparently you have all this money and you no one ever thought, how are we going to spend it? And, of course, the solution to this is to give them more money or, or something. I, it's it's remarkable. And I, 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 I pulled this from the KGW report because they had a hearing yesterday, and it's a bunch of, like, middle-aged women who are uh, very annoyed with one another. Because okay. Because they felt like they weren't given enough time to discuss what to do with millions of dollars that they have. Um, wow. And apparently they were only given like half an hour to, to talk about this. Okay. All right. So let's enjoy together. Roll it. There was no collaboration as the meeting quickly reached a standstill. I don't think we'll have time to like have meaningful interaction about about that. We just got your proposal what the, the night of Tuesday. I didn't even see it till yesterday morning. And then it's out there. That is not a way to have these conversations. And I just want to echo on the, the time piece. Yeah. Um, I have some comments and questions, yeah. and my comments and questions alone would take the remaining yeah. half yeah. hour. Yeah. So, you know, I think we're going to need more time. Yeah. Until we as a group figure out what is the process to determine our priorities, I think we're going to be talking in circles because right now there's no guardrails. We are just like all over the place. Yeah, uh, so, just to my comments. Um, First, I want to say that I'm very supportive of the creation of more social beds. Or so, so, Julia, I'm going to, um, I'm sorry, oh, Commissioner okay. Burm Edwards, I'm going to, we're over okay. time, and I want Thank to make for allowing me to yeah. share my concerns, yeah. and I look forward to the process. Yes. Yeah, and we will. You know, what would be great at this time <laughs> is if either my wife, your wife, one of their friends could actually comment on this and be honest about it. Oh, yeah. Because it'll sound completely sexist coming from any of us. Well, but if you were to hear, <laughs> at least in my mind, when a woman hears that going on, 
and they would say something to the extent of, that's what happens when you get a bunch of women together. Absolutely, that's what they would say. And go back and forth and blah, 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 blah. Especially when you're talking about helping out homeless people. We want to be kind. No, man, here's the deal. Here's ways to help you no longer be homeless. One is you have to get off drugs if you're on drugs. And if you can't do that, then you're going to be incarcerated. That's the way it ends up. Well, that just doesn't seem very loving. Well, you're never going to you're never going to cure the issue. Right. I I just listened to that and there I mean this this went on for a long time, but I listened to this audio and I just think we need to have a national conversation about toxic femininity. <laughs> because you got you got an additional 62 million dollars to work with. And you people yes. can't figure out uh, even what wow. the priorities are? Man, oh, man. I'm just thinking about watching football Sunday when I hear them. <laughs> I just start, my brain just goes elsewhere. It's just. I also think, man, is there an age limit for ending every sentence on an up note? You know what I mean? See, right. that's right. I don't I, know what we could do. We don't have do that time. better than me, but I can't. You I, hit 40. You can't do that anymore. No, Stop it. Sounds ridiculous. All right, news update. we got to set you up with the Friday Five coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Man, this is uh, pretty wild today. Uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, got shouted down. Yeah. People are fed up yeah, with the right. illegal immigration. Yeah, people in New York, they're saying, hey, close the border. Quit talking about providing more money for people who don't actually have legitimate asylum claims who are being crammed into every nook and cranny of New York. Yes. There is, there is consensus here across geography and states on increased federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue. They don't the want to second hear is to allow for work authorization so that the folks in here They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it at all. It's amazing how you have thousands of men, women, and children in cages at the border, and she's not going and doing a crying photo op there. You know, it is something, isn't it? I thought the oh. same thing the other day when I saw the cages they're actually in. Yeah. Yeah. It was part of the uh, interview, Megan Kelly, Donald Trump, talking about illegal immigration. And part of what he was saying was, you know, Fifth Avenue, yeah, people in the streets. They're not even room in the sidewalks. You have people living in the streets. Yeah, well, he's right. <laughs> it, it is. It's absolute insanity. And you look across the country. People are actually living in the streets. There, no, There's no place to put them. We were talking about yesterday. What are we going to do for a Friday Five? Streets? Well, so what we people could. living in the streets? We could. There's a lot of songs there. Then we started looking. What about the songs that... Man, that's a really good song. That's another great song. That's a great song. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's Greatest it. songs of all time with street or streets in the title. Wow. Think about it. Same as we always do. You rank it by how big of a hit or how iconic is the song. Does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? If it was personal like list, my song, it didn't even make the top five. Got a new phone number, too, this week. Oh, we do. 1-888-485-MVCR. Again, 1-888-485-MVCR. It's the Friday Five. We'll kick it off next. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Van Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Friday. That means our big countdown to Friday 5, and it starts like... The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday 5. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, Friday 5. Today our countdown incorporating a bit of news. It's been said many times, it was said yesterday by Donald Trump. You have people leaving the streets all across the United States. Yes. Can't have it. No. What are the greatest songs of all time with street or streets in the title? Oh, wow. Mm. Some great ones. Yeah, th- that, a couple of them leaped to your mind right away. My mind, anyway. I agree. We'll see where they end up. Uh, if you want to get in, new number, one eight 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 four eight five mvcr one eight 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 four eight five. that's 6827. We rank it the way we always rank it. That's a cool new number, by the way. You like that? Yeah, I do like it. Thanks, David, for getting that for us. Oh, one eight six Scott is hot was taken. Damn. Well, of course, sexy ha- boomer was taken. I have that. It's a it's a free line, ladies. If you'd like to call it, we'll talk about <laughs> me smoking a pipe while wearing my robe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we get to the countdown now? Okay, yeah, let's. Because I'm really creeped out. Let's. <laughs> you should be. Let's yes. start now off with on uh, with the countdown. Thank you, Uncle Schultz and Gresham. Hey, Uncle Schultz. Hello, happy Friday, gentlemen. You guys were mentioning earlier about Joe Biden driving a school bus. I can't imagine anything more frightening than the thought of Joe Biden with a bunch of little kids going 40 miles an hour down the street. It's just I I just can't I can't (laughs) fathom something so horrible. Anyway, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the old Yacht Rock classic, Baker Street by Oh Jay yeah, Rafferty. Yes. Uncle Schultz, it's going to be a great weekend for you. Number one. You're crying, you're crying now. Now all I can picture in my head is Robin's in a robe, smoking his pipe, listening to this song, Baker Street. That's yeah. the whole music for his hot life. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> it's Baker Street. This is so awesome. It's a great song. It really it's is. It's just a great song. Yeah. I mean, if I had like 25 songs of all mine of all-time favorites, that would be one of them. Really? Yeah. It would. I, I never get tired of hearing it. I love that song. Um, it was my first year in radio as a DJ, working overnights, playing Baker Street. I, the memory is indelibly in my brain. Is that about yeah. the time you started smoking cigarettes, too? I no. Just... <clears throat> I was smoking lung darts before that. But oh, God. That was, but as a habit, yes. That's yeah. when it started, as a habit. Yeah. Looking out the window, listening to Baker Street. No. Taking I, a drag. I could, well, I was smoking right in the studio, baby. Are you oh, kidding me? Yeah. Those of were the days. That's why the tile was yellow in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good number one yeah. for uh, songs with street in the title. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to uh, Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. 
Hey guys, love your show. Channeling my inner Brandon, I'd like to tell you a joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> Three guys walk into a bar, not to not. Two guys go to a 7-Eleven. Well, anyway, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Wait, that is, that's such good. a good Biden right that's there. That's a good one. That was yeah. awesome. I like it. I wanted to go with a Buck Owens classic, uh, but I chose Bruce Springsteen, Streets of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. So receive me, brother, with you, faithless kiss. You played that in Top 40, didn't you, Yeah, Scott? I did. The Rock Radio played it at the time. And then it went away fast. It was so depressing. Oh, gotcha. But to give you props, when you were talking about Buck Owens, that classic. And he ended up doing it with Dwight Yoakam. And it was my number six. Really? Yeah, didn't make And I knew you guys would never vote for it. But, man, that was You're huge. On the streets in, country, in 1988. I love that song. Hey, you don't know me, but you don't like me. <laughs> awesome. I don't care what you say about Dwight Yoakam. I'm a fan forever. Uh, I'm fine with Dwight Yoakam. No, you're not. You make fun. No, I just... I, it's fine. I don't get the thing, but that's all right. It's not my thing. I know. It's okay. All right. I like Zydeco music, though, with Buck <laughs> Owens. It's nice. <laughs> Songs with Street in the title. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Jeanette in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Hi, Jeanette. Hey, guys. I love Hi, your Jeanette. show. Thank you. Hey, I love your show. I listen to it every day and sometimes at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning here in Fort Walton. But um, my guess is going to be you two where the streets have no name. Yeah, well done. Number three. Where the streets have no name. Oh, where the streets have no name. All right. Did both of you guys have this in your mind? I don't think I did because it, the test of time on it. Test time's pretty good on this. I, would, I don't think so, but you... I don't hear I it anywhere. I don't have it in front of me. I had this in either number two or three. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I had it in my five. I think it was like four in my I mean, personal I, I'm, five. I like you two. I just, that was, I don't hear it anywhere anymore. Yeah. I don't hear any you two anywhere. One of the reasons my uh, personal like on that goes down a little bit, I think it's a good song, but it's because I'm burned out on it. I was going to mention, there was a while I was a little burnt on that song. And then I heard it, and I hadn't heard it in a long time. And it was at a place where I could listen to it with the volume up a little bit. And I was blown away at, in the moment just thinking, wow, I forgot how great a song that really is. Yeah, it's got a little biblical bend to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I really think that's a great it's song. It's a good song. I love the song, but it's just like I just, the test of time on U2 is nowhere. I uh, understand. But some of the other songs that you choose to put in your five are inexplicable. Yeah, I'm, okay. I think the idea that test of time on U2 is not there is inexplicable i mean i don't know what you you must be listening to all youtube channel because I, I, I don't hear it it's still it's not just on other radio stations just yeah. as far as in the public yeah i think is what isn't that what you're getting that day yeah kind of but also on the yeah. radio too i mean i hear them hmm. well i mean you're listening to the station that's still playing chubby checker or whatever Scott. no no i'm not listening or whatever the, the chubby thing the chubby yeah. pennsylvania Checkers. six five thousand <laughs> yeah I, I saw you two more times than than either one of you guys did. It's true. I've never How seen him. How many times did you see him? Probably four times. Okay, you did see him more than me. Yeah. Okay. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Joey in Salem. Hey, Joey. 
Happy Friday, fellas. Joey, thanks for checking in, man. How are you? I'm great. Listen, every single day, I love you guys. You really, uh, you really make the world a better place. Holy cow! Oh, thank you, <laughs> hey, Joey. Uh, seriously, so I, man, that that was really nice of you to say. Appreciate that. I, I, I mean, I mean it from the heart. All my coworkers listen to you guys. We talk about you guys every single day. Wow. Yes, man, could you could you talk to our bosses? Yeah, no kidding. Could you give them a call? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just hired our agent right there. No right doubt. Mm-hmm. So this week I am going to go with the Rolling Stones Street Fight Man. Oh yeah. Yes. Number two. That would be your top ten Rolling Stones song. Yeah, that's one of them. And I, I heard a story about the production of this, and I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but it it explains why I think that song hits so hard for me. Is the mentality going into the studio was mm-hmm. every single member of the Stones was going to play their instrument as hard as they possibly could, and just like abuse the instruments. Wow, that was the goal going in. See, I'll never hear that the same way again now. Yeah. Well, and in a way, in my mind, I think I've already heard it. Because to me, Stones, you know, Stones are the Stones. But it takes a truly special band to take a song like that and make it even better. Oh, jeez. And somebody did it, man. America's greatest bar band. Yeah, that's fun stuff, man. Okay, the... I just had to slip in the Tesla cover. I know. I, I, was, I was just, I'm glad you didn't play the Rage Against the Machine cover. Okay. On they the, did it too? Yeah, on the Renegades album. It was right. It was the one that came out after they broke up. Terrible album. Yeah. But yeah, not a very good cover. Yeah. Okay, so we got number one. We got number two and three. Still looking for four and five. We got time for one more? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let's talk right. to Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Gentlemen, Greg, what's up, man? I have, I have an idea for that hundred million dollars for the homeless, and maybe Mr. Mayor Scott Robbins can do this. Me and my wife Monica say, let's build a biodome like that uh, Pauly Shore movie. Just put all the homeless people in there until they can't get out. <laughs> oh crap! Let them fend for themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott just and got this uncomfortable. Comes from Monica. This comes from Monica as well. We're going to go with the Doobie Brothers taking it to the streets. Let's take yeah. those homeless people to the Biodome. Scott, you got to sing along with this. I love this song. I know you love this song. Bring it. Tyran Porter's bass on this is outstanding. saw them with michael mcdonald yeah because if we were off here right now mm-hmm. you'd be doing the whole call and response sort of thing with, Yo, baby. <laughs> yeah. do all that stuff are you <laughs> oh man that just barely made it out of the top five yeah that's a great good song. honorable mention good song. all right we're still looking for number four and five. Oh. 
man, I think that wasn't even meant to be. I'm hearing something right now that would be my number one of all time. Anyway, uh, the number, the new number, one 485 mvcr We'll wrap it up. Coming up next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We'll get to a news update and the Scott Robbins trifecta. Eh, I don't know, 15 minutes? Less than that, actually. Before we get there, we got to finish up the Friday Five this week. Yeah, people are living in the street all across the United States. That was our excuse to do greatest songs of all time with street or streets in the title. There's your number one. Baker Street. One of Scott Robbins. Top 25 songs of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Street Fight Man from the Stones at number two. Where the Streets Have No Name, U2 at three. Still looking for four and five and had great honorable mentions. And who's next, David? Let's uh, start this off with Chris in Missouri. Hey, Chris. Hey, boys. How are you this afternoon? Chris, great. How are you, man? Good, good. Hey, I'm disappointed in David. He didn't have this on the list because he used to whistle this every morning coming into work, and that is the theme from Sesame Street. Oh, that is my favorite song. Jamie? That is. It's a good one. <laughs> Jamie, I'm disappointed in you. You did not have this on the list. Street What's that? Sabotage. I sabotage did not. Street. I had no. to go with another favorite of mine and favorite of yours. Sounds like Mean Street from Van Halen. That's one of my top 25 songs of all time. Yeah, my I know favorite you, Van Halen you song. Love It's a heavy record, too. Oh, Yes. Well, the whole intro to that with him with the thumb and finger tapping going on, for years people didn't know that was a guitar. Crazy. Yes, good stuff. All right, who's next? Uh, Let's go to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. Happy Friday again. Happy Friday, Mary. Hey, Mary. Hey, so um, my biggest fave is Baker, but today I'm going to go with Dancing in the Street by Van Halen. Yes. Number four. Robin gives it the thumbs uh, down. Not very good. Those big hits are I know. You played it on time. Oh, yeah, I know. You don't like it. There's a cover. Van Halen doing a cover of a Motown song, which is weird, and I don't, I didn't dig it at all. I still don't. Eddie Van Halen never really liked and that keyboard in the background. <laughs> like, okay, enough. You like it, David? It's all right. I mean, it's it's no, you know, David Bowie. But... No, it's not with Mick oh, Jagger. Well, that was even worse. That was really embarrassing for both of them. Yes. Wasn't that some live eight thing too? Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, like bad that. ideas in that time. Yeah. The show Family Guy, a homeschool session. Peter Griffin introduces this as the gayest music video ever made. And then they played the entire music video on the show. And it's That's true. hilarious. Mick yelling, Los Angeles! Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. New York! Yeah, okay. Yeah. Billy Squire actually said thank you for making that video. Yeah. After his disastrous 1984 video. His contribution was dancing on the bed again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the pink silk sheets. Oh, God. Rock me tonight. That's a oh, good Snapping his fingers like, oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> we still got to get to number five. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Chris in Seattle. Hey, Chris. 
Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Chris. Uh, I, I got to say, it saddens me that uh, you guys don't like the Grateful Dead much because uh, my first pick was Shakedown Street. But uh, your screener said, yeah, why don't you pick something that they'll play? So, uh, <laughs> I would play that song. <laughs> Oh, Alabama man, Getaway is a great song. I don't mind Shakedown Street either, really. There's a handful oh, of Grateful Dead songs I, I like. I, oh, I like you guys even more than I did 60 seconds ago. <laughs> but so I was, uh, I I had to give a B-roll answer, and that is, uh, what's, oh, shoot, I just forgot it. It's uh, Main Street by Bob Seger. Bob Seger. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Number five. Down on Main Street. Because that was the follow-up to Night Moves. Right. Yeah. And it was also not as big a hit as Night Moves. I wasn't was there yet. I was still in high school. The hustlers and the losers. But they played a lot in high school. My 8-track tape player. Yeah, you had this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I saw him on that tour. Was there any Night Moves going on in the back seat? You want to tell about that? No. Huh? There's no mysteries being solved, my friend. walk on past. That's a good list, man. Baker Street, Street Fight Man, Streets Have No Name, Dance in the Street, Main Street. Your Friday Five songs with street in the title. All ended as always. We got honorable mentions. We just didn't have time to get to. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today, David. Um, I mean, of course, we've got the Hunter Biden news out there uh, where he's been indicted on the federal gun charges. We've got, you know, all the hot takes coming in from the media, basically that. Well, the, they bowed to political pressure um, instead of actually getting caught trying to let the president's son off easy. Um, and then also we've got a little bit more from Donald Trump's interview. And I like this question from Megyn Kelly a lot. You keep talking about how the last election was rigged. How are you going to unrig the next election? Ooh. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, from what I've heard, his answer left some unsatisfied. We'll get to that and the Robin Trifecta coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robin. Uh, before we get to part of the interview with Megyn Kelly and Donald Trump, you know, big story today, UAW strike. Mm-hmm. And so Corrine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, is taking some questions, and, you know, she's questioned about this. One of the things, saying, hey, is it Biden's policies, you know, this push toward, you know, green crap, part of the reason this is happening? She says, no, absolutely not. And then she goes on to say, and I'm not quite sure what she was trying to get out. Maybe you can figure out what she's trying to say. I think it's that they've been working on this 24-7. But I don't know if she got mixed up with the notes. You here? We appreciate for what they've been doing for the past 24/7. Uh, you know, the past uh, past uh, you know 27 uh, period of time, right? And you know, we want to see them continuing to uh, work this out, and that's what they're doing. What's the 27 period of time? <laughs> that's weird. Hmm. Do we get mixed up in the notes? All right. Is that AI? What do we got going on? You know, I've spent so much time in my full immersion course uh, with Josetta Stone to understand senility that I haven't had time to brush up on my conversational kicked in the head by a mule Hmm. right now. So, Uh, you know, the past uh, past, uh, you know, 27 uh, period of time. Right. And, you know, we. Okay. 
Yeah. They're I'm, working on it 24-7. We appreciate it. I'm trying to get this fixed. Appreciate for what they've been doing for the past 24-7. Uh, you know, the past, uh, past, uh. Yeah. Past, okay. uh, past, uh, past, uh, 27. That's a, and that's just it. You can say, all right, seriously, that's the worst White House press secretary we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Racist! It's an all-timer. Well, yeah. I mean, she's barely literate. I mean, that that's the, the problem. Uh, Trump was asked about the UAW strike, by the way. And yeah. um, he, he's going to be, or he taped an interview with Christian Welker for Meet the Press on Sunday. Okay. And I'll just read you what his response was. She said, whose side are you on with this? And he goes, I'm on the side of making our country great. The auto workers are not going to have any jobs when you come right down to it. Because if you take a look at what they're doing with electric cars, electric cars are going to be made in China. The auto workers are not going to have any, you know, I'll tell you what, the auto workers are being sold down the river by their leadership and their leadership should endorse Trump. Honestly, he makes a good case with that. They are trying to make all those jobs go away. Oh, no, be, be renewable, the electric cars. How long did they sit on the lot this year? It was a record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The electric vehicles. Yeah. For a number of different reasons. The other clip I know we wanted to get to was talking about how to make sure the next election isn't rigged. This was the interview with Megyn Kelly. Yeah, and that's been a big question, and I think it's a fair one for him. Because he spent a lot of time over the last, well, better part of three years now talking about how the 2020 election was stolen from him. Well, okay, you're running for re-election. 2024 is coming around. Assuming you're the nominee, how will you make sure that the 2024 election isn't stolen as well? Fair question. I get that question a lot, too. Look, they use COVID to cheat. They cheat anyway, because how can you win elections, open borders, High taxes, high interest rates, no voter ID. I mean, everything they do is like April Fool's Day. It's the opposite, okay? <laughs> they have horrible policy. <laughs> They're only good at cheating on elections. You want to know the truth. And I get the question, too. We have unbelievable people, and we're going to be fighting like hell. Because if I don't win the election, meaning this philosophy, this thought, but if I don't win the election, uh, I think our country is finished. A uh, couple of things. I think he's got a point to that for sure. We're in a lot of trouble. Oh, gosh, yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but this part. I get that question a lot, too. When he says. We have unbelievable people, and we're going to be fighting like hell. That's really the answer. Yeah. Do How are you going to make sure it's not rigged? But the people that were making the case for him in 2020 yeah. were not unbelievable. No, they weren't. They're, no, they were unbelievable. They're, well, That's yes, they I'm were saying. unbelievable. They yes, weren't good. There were a lot, there were no. a lot of people unsatisfied with that answer. Right. right. Well, I mean, one of the guys, one of the guys who was representing the legal challenges, like wound up going way off the reservation, talking about how burning jet fuel can't melt steel beams, like went all nine eleven truther. Yeah. I mean, so what is the plan? I don't know. I mean, he didn't have the ability to put a stop to it when he was president. At this point, he doesn't have any authority to to manage any of this. I do think you could say, hey, there are a lot. I mean, he doesn't want to give uh, some of these people credit because they're running against him. But, you know, if you look at uh, what different states have done with their election laws, Georgia being one of them, 
course, he's never going to praise Brian Kemp because no. he, he hates Brian Kemp now. Uh, the state of Florida uh, was a model for how elections should be conducted in a state. The state of Texas has cleaned up a lot of things that were happening, particularly in Harris County, where Houston is. But, you know, a lot of state officials have, have gone to bat and have cleaned up and made sure that what happened in the 2020 election never happens again with the free-for-all of the, you know, 24-hour oh. voting, mail-in voting, ballot, uh, drop oh, boxes, yeah. all that stuff. I mean, you want to make sure Wisconsin is straight up, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, those four states concern people. So, yeah. Well, they should. Yeah. Plan to make sure that it's fair. Well, what do you mean our people are in place? I don't know. And maybe part of it is, to give him the benefit of the doubt, he does have people in different states that are working on that. Oh, keep, it could be. Keep the goofballs at bay. Yeah. Yeah, vet the team. You yeah. don't want the Kraken lady out there again uh, and Rudy with uh, the hair dye. Hair dye running down his face. And yeah. Smelling like whiskey a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for your big three? Yep. All right, let's roll it out. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta hits top three today. Helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. All right, we've got a big weekend, Casey. You're invited. Good. Well, are you showing up this gotcha. time or not? Man, oh man, can you guys keep that part? I know, but he never... Believe me, I didn't want to go. I know, and you didn't either. You didn't show up, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> Jeez. Are, they, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, you want to talk about an Atlanta area superintendent going off about, well, uh, pornography in school libraries. Yeah, Cobb County School Superintendent Chris Ragsdale, adamant during a Thursday board meeting that he would do his best to protect his students from what he called pornographic material. He said, look, I, as a superintendent, not knowingly allow children in the Cobb County School District to access lewd, vulgar, and sexually explicit, obscene, or pornographic material. He, by the way, uh, Ragsdale, the head of the Cobb County School District in Georgia, said it was clear to everyone I want it to be clear again, working in education, who knowingly provide students with access to sexually explicit material or obscene material not be in the position they are in. I'm going to eradicate that. I want it to be very clear. Good. There is no middle ground in this situation. You're either in favor of inappropriate material to children or you're against it. I ain't going to stand for it. I assure you that I'm against it and I will not be moved. Now, of course, his critics are saying, well, it's a gross failure of leadership. It's a poor decision related to students experiencing racism, homophobia, anti-Semitism. Parents are upset, too, with the safety policy. Some are anyway. Others are very supportive of it. I mean, I got to applaud this guy. He may end up getting fired. I mean, he may end up losing his job, but he's standing by his principles, and he's saying, no, I'm not going to allow this. Good. In my schools. And I, I, I applaud that. So I way too. to go, man. Yeah, absolutely. And the countdown continues. Yeah, the Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three of the day, up to number two. I've seen this making the rounds. This uh, is so weird, isn't it? And it's it? a question that has now made national news. 
Yeah. Do men really have a Roman Empire obsession? This is the strangest thing. Ladies, ask the men in your life how often they think of the Roman Empire. The answer may surprise you. This is a new TikTok trend. Women describe discovering that their partners and male friends think about the Roman Empire, a period of time, of course, between, what, 27 B.C. and 476 A.D., more often than you and I can imagine. Somebody by the name of Reverend Kelsey Lewis Vincent uncovered this fixation that many males have with the historical part of their lives. And they put, not their lives, but the lives of people that were born long before they were. He said, I saw an IG reel that says something along the lines of women have no idea how often their men think about the Roman Empire. Hold on a second. Yeah. David, you think about the Roman Empire? Well, I'm, I'm just wondering, you said it was a reverend? Yeah, who started I mean, this whole thing. I mean, technically, if you're a Christian, you think about the Roman Empire. In Fairly that frequently. context, if, if that's what you're talking about, yeah. But every day? I mean, I'm not trying to tell you. You'll think of me as a bad Christian if I say it. I read the Bible every day. I know that, but do you think of the Roman Empire every day? Well, what David is saying is if you're in the Bible, then you'd be thinking about yeah. those times in the context of what was well, going on yeah, at the that historical time. context would be within yes. you know, yeah, the so Roman I guess Empire. You could make that argument. So this woman said, so I asked my husband, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And without <laughs> missing a beat, he said, every day, y'all. Why? <laughs> now, this thing's gotten a hundreds of thousands, 7.5 million views and around 25,900 likes as of Thursday morning, and it's prompting all kinds of women to share their responses or videotaping their husbands or boyfriends or friends, just asking them, hey, honey, how often do you think of the Roman Empire? And these guys are saying all the time. And do you think, David, it's in that that context of a biblical context? No, I I think it's something else. I think a lot of guys are trolling. Probably. All the time. I, boy, I, I mean, I because saw a couple of these. They look pretty legit. If, if my wife walked up to me, her phone is rolling, and she says, hey, hey, David, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? I'd be like, hourly. Why? <laughs> See, just, just have fun. And that could be part of it. I don't know. Maybe it's code. For? Maybe the Roman Empire is code for, you know, <clears throat> don't want to say it around the kids. Hey, honey, how often do you think of the Roman Empire? I'm thinking about it right now. I'll be thinking about it tonight when you get home. Okay. <laughs> Now, on with From the countdown. From now on, it'll be known as the Roman Empire. Yeah, okay. Okay. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. Number one, uh, you want to talk about a Florida mom who got arrested. Yeah. Uh, there might be a new leader in running for unofficial Mom of the Year award. Florida mother who picked up her first felony when she was arrested for allegedly bringing her son to a hotel where she did drugs and had a threesome with two older men. Oh, this is sad. Police say 32-year-old Amy Kemper checked into the Hammock Beach Golf Resort and Spa in Palm Coast, Florida, Saturday night with her 11-year-old son. She had booked the $300 a night room to do drugs and have sex with a couple of guys. Things went sideways when one of the guys died. So mom got popped, the cops showed up, and the rest is history. Where's the kid at? Took him away. Was the kid was in the room? Yeah, was with mom. Well, your mom had to take him to work. She had no daycare. We know it's daycare is lacking in this country. I mean, but what, what is it? A separate room or something? Please tell me that. I don't. I don't know the specifics on whether he like was that? in the room. That's important. Oh or my not. gosh! Well, it's it's sad. You know, there you go. It's our my Florida mom story of the week. <sighs> oh, man, dude, 
Really? And there you have it. Well, not everything is, you know, Roman Empire. I understand, <laughs> okay. but that's just flat-out sadness there. But it is a sad story. It is. Okay, thanks for ending the week on that. All right, David, we got to get to uh, Nimrod's in the news. Have I a good weekend, like everybody. There. Have a good weekend. Yeah, appreciate that. Glad I could help. Yeah. It's really been an honor for me. Okay. Always is for Casey. See ya. And we got a news update next. Goodbye. The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. As always, thank you very much for being here. Appreciate it. There is a news update. David Van Camp. Yeah, well, the White House press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, was asked again about Biden's age, which I'm really starting to get annoyed by that euphemism. It's not the age people are worried about. It's the fact that he's clearly senile. Yes. Yeah. But Agreed. anyway, she was asked about it. Okay. How does the president plan to convince the American people over the next year that 80 is not too old for someone who's running for re-election? 80 is the new 40. Didn't you hear? Um, are you joking? But look, it is. It, it, let's it, let's. It, you know, I get asked this question about once a week, maybe twice a week. I don't know. I've lost track. Um, this is a president. If you think about it, um, in 2019. He got the same criticism. In 2020, he got the same criticism. In 2022, he got the same criticism. And every time, he beats the naysayers. Every time he does above and beyond and makes history in doing that, um, that others are not able to, others are not able to do, right? And I think that's really important, too. Of course. Yes. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. She's dead. God she was just on the video monitor. They were doing a tribute, and you forgot that fast. Man. You can't put a sentence together. Neither can she. No, she had. A... Is anybody in that stupid White House able to do that? John Kirby, but he just lies. God. But outside of that, yeah. Holy cow. It's new 40. You know that. It's crazy. He proves the naysayers wrong. All right, we got to get to them, Roger. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Uh, we go to Canada. Police there called about this 28-year-old woman causing a scene at a store in this small town. Like halfway between Vancouver and Calgary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, refusing to leave the business. It's like 7:30 at night. The cop there, Mountie, shows up. It made her leave. Kicked her out. But then she kept causing a scene outside. They couldn't tell. Is she drunk? Is she on drugs? Wasn't clear. The cop was planning to let her go until she got up in his face and then started twerking. Mm. Oh no. Oh yeah. He was walking back to his squad car. She blocked his path and then started twerking while he was, she was yelling obscenities at, at him. And he's like, I'm going to arrest you if you don't stop. But she remained committed to her course of action. That's what it says in the report. So she was arrested. And that is Nimrod's in the news.